If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cheers. Yay. Uh, so welcome to our podcast. Uh, I hate this already. Hey guys, I'm Celeste. And I'm Allie. And we would like to welcome you to the very first episode of Taboos. Welcome. Hey guys. Hi. I already said that, but you know. We're just excited. We're just learning, drinking and having good conversation. So we wanted to welcome you to this moment with us to talk about some pretty cool things, some strange things, some taboo things. And if you are in a position to do so, have a drink with us. I, I think that was wonderful. I don't have much to add on. So today's taboo topic is actually going to be about... Pole dancing. Pole a dancing. subject that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Now, I did do a little bit of research into the origin of pole dancing, but before we start that, Celeste, what, what brought us to that point in our friendship? What was the history that you remember... <laughs> For us going on that journey towards ending up in an aerial studio. Please note the wordage that she uses because she she knows that she's just setting me up right now. She knows what's going to happen when I answer this and she's just trying not to laugh at me. So Allie and I have been best friends for six years. We, uh, we have a very beautiful, strange, wonderful connection. Allie, Allie doesn't believe in fate, so don't tell her I said this, but... I believe in soulmates, and I think Allie is one of my soulmates. So we've been friends for a long time, and I have, I have this memory of wanting to get into pole dancing after I Facebook stalked this woman named Paige, who was a local instructor here, and I just loved, I loved some of the pictures that I saw of her. They were so beautiful and so powerful, and she looked so strong while still looking so sexy and elegant and just also like brave because she's like hanging from an airplane carrier upside down from some silks and uh I remember asking if you'd be interested in doing pole dancing with me and you said no and then I was devastated but in true Celeste fashion I didn't take no for an answer and I did some poking around I remember asking your husband Nick if he could help me gang up on you and convince you to do pole dancing with me and he said he would because he wanted you to have a thing that was special for you and I and and he was supportive and then I I remember you doing it with me I remember you saying yes after he said that we should do it together and you were like okay since it was your idea I'll do it but I know you have a different memory of that well (laughs) slightly I it's less of a well Let's just say there was a car ride and a lot of pressure. There was 
It's a lot of pressure, she says. Not in a terrible way, but more in a take the leap and stop. We basically threatened her life. We we told her we would hold her hostage unless she joined pole dancing with me. No, we didn't. That's a lie. So one of my big trepidations with pole dancing was the stigma around it. I originally... Pole dancing and stripping was synonymous for me, and shame on me because strippers are hardworking and deserve respect just like anybody else. It's so, so beautiful and yeah. talented. And I'm grateful that my mindset on that has changed. But another factor is I am just incredibly awkward and wasn't comfortable with presenting myself to anybody as graceful because, let's face it, I am. I'm just not. But what's so interesting about you saying that you're not graceful is that when when I've seen you dance, right, and we we danced together, so that's often, I've never considered you not graceful. I know what you're talking about because I understand understand what you're talking about, but at the same time, you're the strong dancer. So the fact that you can do things with so much strength and, and you don't slip and you don't fall and your muscles just do everything that they're supposed to do to get into spins and into poses and to in to me that looks so graceful because you do it so effortlessly because you're strong whereas on the flip side I am not a strong dancer I am a flexi dancer yeah I think the main difference is I can do strict moves but you are fluid there's no awkwardness awkwardness in your your moves at all like windmills or body ripples my body looks like a robot so it's pretty great I just so strongly disagree with you but But that's okay that's okay yeah it's we all just work through it um in our own way but I think that my favorite thing about us dancing together though is that we are two very different types of dancer Mm -hmm. and yet when we dance together it is everything it's supposed to be as one dancer it's strength it's flexibility it's fluidity it's wow wow we have a uh, special guest in the form of a cat that loves to just lay on all right on equipment. everything that we're doing exactly in that moment his this name is, is axel this and is a very professional he's show. <laughs> he's a good baby but let me tell you he just wants to be laying on whatever we're doing he's also giving the most intense side eye ever he really is he's just getting comfortable really so one thing that i wanted to kind of um start out with before we get into the impacts of pole dancing and societal views on it is just the origin behind it because i'm not sure about you but i didn't know jack i didn't i didn't i'd love to hear it so i did do a little bit of research and i'm probably going to murder these words so please bear with me i'm gonna be really upset about it lawsuit coming i thought so So from what I found, it originated approximately 800 to 900 years ago in India, and two main branches of it took off. Um, One of the main branches is Malachim, which is, from my understanding, more based in India. It's an endurance and strength technique using pole. I watched a wooden pole, and I watched some of the videos, and these guys, they are intense, and I'll be honest, I have no idea how their drunk survives the moves that they do, because it looks so painful. So is it more, is is that more of like a gymnastics perspective to it, like like vertical gymnastics? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's more what it looked like. There were a lot of moves that you see in what you and I know as pole, but intense to the max, and so fast, it was just insane. Okay. Um, And then the other one that we're more familiar with is Chinese pole. Okay. 
which from my research is more along the lines of what Cirque du Soleil does. Kind of death-defying feats. Generally, a lot of it is done between two poles about 20 feet high and the stuff that just makes you gasp and worry for yeah, the fate of that's the like performer. scary. Yeah, so it kind of branched off into those two main types and then it made its way into the Americas in 1890s um, due to a little Egypt traveling sideshows which essentially were traveling sideshows with belly dancers that... Um, Ooh, I want to know how to belly dance so bad. Yeah, so do I. I don't think my hips move like that. I think they can. We'll, um, we'll work on it. Okay, noted. <laughs> um, they actually popularized a dance called the Hoochie Coochie, which kind of Hoochie looks... Hoochie Coochie! Yeah, kind of looked similar to what I'm used to as being can-can in a way, but okay. more promiscuous isn't the right word. But do you know what I mean? Like more... More like burlesque Yeah, more more burlesque more central. I, I love, just made burlesque a word. I love that we're doing this. Now it's in the dictionary. Uh, agreed. So uh, these dancers realized that they could do tricks on the supporting tent poles. Hmm. So that led them to actually bringing individual poles into their routines that they could gyrate against. So when you say tent poles, do you mean like a, like a circus tent? Yeah, correct. Okay. They were literally little traveling circuses that were based around, I don't want to use, I don't know if the word gypsies is round upon, but that's what they were referred to themselves At as. the time, sure. Yeah. And mainly just Egyptian culture and like the mystique, I guess you could sure, say. Sure, sure. From what, from what I could tell from my research at least. In the 1950s approximately, the practice moved into burlesque clubs and bars. There was actually a poll in Elvis Presley's Jailhouse Rock video. Nice. And, okay, but you need to watch this because... There's one scene where there's a guy doing kind of like a gargoyle on the pole. Oh, and I love gargoyle. The, he's looking at the camera and he has the biggest, cheesiest smile on his face. And <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I think my favorite thing about gargoyle is how cool it looks from every angle. And if, you, if you're not familiar with what a gargoyle looks like, I promise it's you should Google gargoyle pole pose. It's It's very cool. But at the same time... You look at them and you're like, how the fuck did you get your body like that? Yep. Agreed. So eventually it ended up moving into strip clubs. In 95, Fania Monday, who's from Canada, started branching out to um, non-strippers and created at-home pole kits and then distributed tapes and DVDs as well, which is crazy to me because I was shocked to see that pole was on tapes. Like, yeah. It's just weird that it's been in the culture that long and it just now seems to be picking up as a sport instead of as like a promiscuous luxury yeah. side hustle. Agreed. So then Sheila Kelly popularized the term pole fitness and in 2005 competitions started popping up like the U.S. pole competitions mm-hmm. and such. I'm not sure if that was around in 2005 but just as an example. Um, and then more recently I believe it was in 2017 Katie Coates started a campaign to get pole into the Olympics. And it's- I heard it went through. Well, kind of. It's currently in special observer status. It needs to meet three different requirements in order to be in the Olympics and it's about halfway there. So. It's really hard. It's really dangerous. And it's really scary. Those are the categories that I think should qualify for an Olympic sport. And pole is all of those things. Those are definitely the categories. Okay. I love them. All right, I love perfect. them. Um, what I want to go back to for a second was you said that the poles, when a pole originally started, the poles could be up to like 20 feet high. Like mm-hmm. what's the highest pole you've ever been on? I'm not good with um, distance. <laughs> 
uh, measurements. I don't know. The ones that math is hard. Words are hard. We've been to a studio that has 14 foot poles. Those are the is in the newer studio. Is that what's in the front studio is 14 foot? I have not been there. You have not been to the new studio. (sighs) Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that the highest pole I've ever been on is 14 feet. And let me tell you, if you've if you've never climbed 14 feet, literally using just your shins and your hands, it's a real treat. You know it's a real treat. Though? When I look at a video of like us in the mm-hmm. past at the old studio, which I don't know how tall those were. I think they were 12. I feel like we're really fucking high in the air. And then I look back and I'm like, that's we're like five seconds like off baby. the ground. Yeah. We're not actually even in the air. It's so weird how it feels when you're up there versus yeah, the ground. I totally agree. But yeah, so that's a little bit of the history of it. So why do you feel that pole is a taboo topic? Mainly because of what I said earlier, where pole is synonymous with strippers and strip clubs. Mm-hmm. And it's getting it's getting out of that area. But first off, there's no reason that it should be taboo just because it's there anyways. Agreed. Which is a discussion for a different day. <laughs> but... Also, God, there are so many more levels to it than anybody realizes. So for your experience, when we first started pole, what were you shocked by? What do we have to overcome? Honestly, like the thing that was the most shocking to me was how much it hurts, how much everything hurts, right? And I think about, I ended up becoming like very, very proud of them, but like how much bruising is involved and burning is involved a pole burn is unlike any other burn that i have ever felt before it's not it's not the same as a heat burn it's not the same as a rug burn it is very similar to that torture device that we had as children which were known as metal slides (laughs) and when we when we would go down them and they were hot and then your sweaty little butt would like stick to the slide that is very similar to a pole burn, but to a totally different extent because you're trying to go up or stay in place and achieve something. So I think that that was really the most surprising thing to me. And then a very, very close second for me would be how difficult it is because everything, when we when we watch our favorite dancers, like they just look so effortless and they're so beautiful and they, they look like ballerinas, but like vertically and aerially and it's just it's so effortless looking Mm -hmm. and i know for a fact now it is the least effortless thing that there is as it as it is with any sport but pole is just so physically demanding and i i wasn't ready for that i think what about you uh i'd say it's pretty much the exact same thing i expected to hop on it and stick and just go yeah Definitely not the case, and I did not know what my trapezoids were <laughs> before pull. Oh my god, same same with my, my lats. Like, I had no idea. I didn't know that my back muscles really did all that much. Yeah, it's crazy. I had never worked my lats ever in my life, yep. and then it was like, by the way, you have this muscle group that you need to use. And it's use. a pretty large muscle group. Well, and until one of the instructors corrected me, I was bicepping my way into oh, yes. anything. So, so can you explain for our listeners what, why you wouldn't want to bicep? Why pole is not a arm muscle sport? Why it's more of a back muscle sport? 
Um, it's more about just using the proper the proper muscle group to achieve your moves. And on top of that, when you bicep into the pole just to get up onto it, you spin about 60 million times faster yes, than you you're supposed to. Yes, you do. And for a beginner, it was less than uh, optimal. Less than ideal yeah. for that level of spinning. You know, the other thing... As I think about this and I bring myself back to us like starting pole and how interesting that adventure was. And I don't think a lot of people realize this. Everybody who I've ever talked to or who has been on my pole in my house, they're like, oh, my God, this thing spins Mm -hmm. like you guys. I just need you to understand that pole has two options. There is a static and there is a spinning option. And most of the time when people are on the pole and they're doing all kinds of cool spins and tricks and in the air and whatever, like it is a possibility that it's in static mode. But most of the time that spinning, that inertia comes from the pole itself, which I didn't know. I thought it was just a standard static, like a fireman pole. Like I was really ready for that. And I remember the first time I touched it and I was like, oh, this moves. Dun, dun, dun. I don't think I had any expectations for any of it. I know that I wore bike shorts. Oh, I do remember how terrible our short choices were when we when we first went. And the the reason that shorts are such a big deal and, and why, and I think this is a good segue into mm-hmm. another reason why perhaps pole is taboo. Um, what so many people don't understand about pole is that you need skin in order to do pole. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. There needs to be a skin to pole contact in exactly. order to Exactly. Yes. So if you're wearing, and that's not to say that you can't do it with clothes on, it's just significantly harder with fabric between the pole and your body, obviously because there's no grip, right? So this pole, I'm, I'm literally looking at my pole right now. It's chrome. It's slippery. It is cold. It is just a beautiful piece of metal that makes me very happy. But there's nothing about the pole that is going to make me stop laughing at me. Allie silently laughs sometimes. So if you hear like just these moments of of like silence, just know her shoulders are shrugging and she's laughing at me. There's nothing. I'm just laughing about cold piece of metal (laughs) that pleases you. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's nothing about this pole that is going to make me stay on it if I'm wearing clothes, right? So I think that a lot of the stigma that comes with pole and also stripping, right? And which are different, but both deserve respect and appreciation for just different things. But I think the thing that makes pole get a bad rap is that it's just women being scantilous and running around without clothes on but what you don't really realize is the reason they don't have a ton of clothes on is because they need a ton of surface area to be able to apply to the pole to do the things they do yeah exactly it's necessary to achieve anything right and that's why we come back with the bruises and the pole burns and mm-hmm. everything beautiful um, pole and burns. wear them as badges of honor because it shows that we're we're working towards something right we had an instructor one time who said if you don't bruise you're not doing it right that that's real <laughs> that's yep. real that's why that's why i was always so proud of my bruises because it meant that i i worked really hard and i did it right 
Please note that my left side significantly had less bruising than my right side. <laughs> that is true. There is there is an opportunity side versus a strength side, strong side, however you want to talent inside. I don't know. Whatever words make you feel happy about it. But that's totally real. That is so totally real. One of the uh, main things that I was thinking about when, when just thinking about this topic was when people ask about pole dancing and why you do it or why they should do it what comes to mind for you I know what mine are but there's definitely I had an experience with the community that was not something that I was expecting and I'm wondering I pretty much know but you know for the listeners yeah what was your experience like um you know a lot of people were not supportive of us and and specifically outside of you and I in my circle were not supportive of pole. There was a lot of stigma. There was, it. there was. It really, and I remember even after we were well into pole and we were pretty advanced in at least our journey of pole. I remember bringing my mom to one of the Christmas shows that that our studio had put on, and I remember it being so uncomfortable while I'm sitting there in awe of our favorite dancers that we personally know and watching this amazingly beautiful performance. I remember feeling like she was just so uncomfortable by it and I couldn't really understand why. I, I couldn't. And I asked her one time, I was like, why, why don't you support pole as, as a sport, right? Like you love all kinds of other sports and you're very supportive of your children being in those sports. Why not this? And she didn't really have a good answer for me, but that was an answer enough. It just makes people uncomfortable mm-hmm. when women are just... I really think what it comes down to is like being uncomfortable either with women feeling confident in their own skin and their own bodies or seeing other women and men, men too, there are men pole dancers who are confident in their own bodies and their own talents while you might not be. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the stigma that also comes with, or stigma might not be the right word, but part of that ap- apprehension of mm-hmm. why people might not want to be involved in pole or why it's so easy to judge. But at the same time, who cares? It made us happy. Mm-hmm. It's our passion. It made our friendship stronger. There are so many beautiful things that came out of it for me. So who cares what everybody else thinks? I agree. Um, I was lucky in that my experience with support for it once people could tell that it was something I was passionate about um, was not rained upon yeah at all there were comments like uh ha ha is it gonna be a side job for you stupid oh shit I like hate that. those fucking jokes yeah but there was no actual well this is stupid or you should find a new hobby or take up knitting yeah I'm glad nobody oh, told you to take up knitting such a fabulous knitter <laughs> I've tried I failed <laughs> I'm much, oh, I really was. I'm much being better an at pole. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't want any scarves made by me anytime uh, soon. Okay, noted, noted. So my experience with pole, um, as far as what I did not expect, was a few main things. The first one coming to mind was that it gave me confidence that I didn't even know I had. Yeah, it's real. I became a lot more comfortable in my own skin, even as robotic as I could be. <laughs> Um, because I was conquering things and honestly, it's the first fitness that I've been a part of that I thought was just fun and continuously challenging Mm -hmm. and 
we'd set goals and achieve them and bitch to each other about what we could or could not do but we'd always go back to it like there were so many days where we feel defeated Mm -hmm. but we'd still go back and conquer it right for me it was flag oh i still can't i still fucking hate flag but there are so many moments that i remember of getting a move and everybody supporting you and that was one thing that was huge to me was the community support within the pole dancing community though yeah was unlike anything I've ever been a part of before just our studio was primarily women at the time there were men but there weren't actually I'm going to correct you at the time there were not co-ed classes there at the time we were in 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 that studio there were not co-ed classes so I think there were just solo classes then yeah there were like couples classes Classes uh, for like couples routines remember that one really awesome couple who did that like nautical routine yeah. so they had those but they were private lessons there weren't co-ed classes so at the time it was just a group of women supporting women and you all became friends in mm-hmm. the experience and just had this intense support from one another and so proud of each other's achievements i think of certain people and i don't know if they'd be comfortable being named but i was just amazed by their skills and what they could do and so happy for them Mm -hmm. and then when you you would get something personally and i could just see it beam off your face and i was so proud of you and for you and it was a completely unique thing for me yeah i can i can deeply relate to that and what i think is so interesting about that is you're right it was absolutely women empowering women again only because at the time our studio was only women but I think about some of the I think about the different poses and spins that you were so instantly good at for example ballerina you nobody even had to fucking tell you how to do a ballerina you just did it it took me a year to understand how to do a ballerina but then on the flip side I knew how to do an anchor the the minute that I was taught and you were like what do I do with my body? Yeah, my brain was literally like, <laughs> no, this doesn't make this any doesn't sense. This doesn't happen this way. So I-, I hear you. And I think that part of that experience is truly just, I was so pissed that I couldn't figure out ballerina. And at the same time, I was so happy for you that you did. And you look so beautiful every time you do a ballerina. But then I understood how easily an anchor came for me and how frustrating that was for you. So it's not even, there's no competitiveness to it. It is purely an empowering and supporting each other sport like it Mm -hmm. it really is which I think is so beautiful and something that I wish more people knew about pole of just how inspiring it is to see men and women in this very unique environment in this very difficult environment truly supporting each other like that it's beautiful yeah I agree that's something that I wish people could take away from watching it is there's less clothes for a reason yep and skin is important well, yeah, and even if there wasn't a reason, who, who fucking cares? cares? Who fucking cares? Let those booty cheeks do what they're yep. supposed to do, baby. Also, it's hard as fuck. Hard as you want to judge, you go do some of that shit. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And then please tell me you don't have to put fucking ice packs on your thighs the next day. Real. Or, or it's easy to put pants on over those burns and bruises because that's, I promise, it's not easy. I hate pants in general, but I promise. Pants on top of pull bruises is actually my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's terrible. And then the, I guess the final thing I'd like people to take away from it when they watch it is it's a journey for everybody. And it's yeah. a physical, it can be a physical and mental journey. And emotional, emotionally. On that exact point, when we started Pole, I was in a very, 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 
very difficult part of my life and I couldn't make my brain stop. There was no time that my brain was silent and it it was driving me crazy. The only time I could make my brain stop was when I was dancing. Mm -hmm. And part of it, I think, was because we were together. But also, sorry, Axel. Part of it also is, I think, because it's so liberating. Mm -hmm. It's so freeing. You're flying. You're literally literally flying, you guys. You're flying in every sense of the word. It's just so, such a cool feeling. Mm -hmm. It is. Even, even when you're doing like really basic something, it doesn't have to be those extraordinary moves where you're upside down and you're hanging from one leg and you're like, what is she using to stick to that pole? And then you find out it's her ass cheeks. Like, Mm -hmm. That's not even what I'm talking about. I remember the first time that I did, I successfully did a fireman spin. I was like, oh, look, mm-hmm. I did not die and I was fully off the ground. <laughs> I did not die. That really should just be the theme. It should. That or, or hello, floor. <laughs> so nice to see you. <laughs> I survived and did not die. And now everything hurts. And hello, floor. Hello, hello floor. floor. I would say the other thing, too, on the emotional side of it was with how much music impacts our life. Mm-hmm thinking of ways to come up with routines to communicate emotions through music and the routine was something that's a huge part of it too and I love choreography Mm -hmm. but I'm not a choreographer (laughs) but having a pole as an apparatus to help communicate what I'm feeling was something that just allowed me to use that outlet so much more yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, not to not to change the subject, but I, I want to go back to we're still on poll. Obviously, that's what we're here talking about today. In case you haven't picked up on that. Hello. Here we are. Something else that I wanted to talk about, though, in that stigma sense, I, I want to switch away from pole for a second and talk about stripping. Mm-hmm. OK, and I just want to be very upfront and very clear I have so much fucking respect for strippers. Yep. I do. We, You and I are talking about not having clothes on and it being hard and painful and difficult, but we still had more clothes on than most strippers do. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about not having clothes on, right? Yeah. I remember the first time that I took my shirt off and I was just in my pole shorts or my sports bra thinking like, oh my God, there's so much skin showing, right? And then for one second, I put myself in check and I was like, okay, but strippers do this in nothing. I am here being very self-conscious about myself and my body as I'm doing something that I'm very, very passionate about. And no one's watching me except for the people who are being supportive of me. I, I can't imagine how fucking terrifying and hard it is to get on a stage in front of 20 strangers, mostly depraved men and some depraved women but like nobody nobody out there is like genuinely rooting for you this isn't a measure of your success as a dancer you're objectified which that's terrifying to walk into that knowing that and yet strippers still do it and they still rock it and they still kill it and they're still beautiful and I just I just have so much respect for strippers I really do in that same note though I just want to very quickly say anybody who finds out that somebody is in pole who is who does pole as an extracurricular if you immediately tie it to stripping in a negative and sexual connotation shame on you it's not pole and stripping are two different things on the same apparatus and they resemble the same sport but they're two entirely different intentions don't objectify me that's all i have i think the big thing too is if someone is in stripping to re or stripping in pole to reclaim or stripping i guess 
to reclaim their sexuality, don't fucking judge them. Yeah, for don't it. rain on that parade for yeah, them. Like that's not any of your problem. It's not. Just enjoy the show. Like if, yeah, if they're or happy, stripping, just enjoy the show. If they're happy and content and doing it because they want to, then fuck you for judging. Right. Who cares? And I, I just want to take a second to acknowledge like. That's pretty much going to be the premise of this of this podcast, you guys. Fuck you for judging. Fuck everyone for judging. Oh, I think it should just be fuck everyone. Oh, well. Hi, guys. This is me. Did just we just real. literally lose all three of our listeners? All three. Wait. <laughs> Are we counting ourselves? And Axel. Oh. And well, then the podcast is over. No, I think you're totally right. I, I really do. And I'm being very genuine in saying this is our intro episode. We really want you guys to get to know us. And, and we hope that through this journey of talking about all of the crazy, cool, interesting, quirky, weird, maybe sometimes scary for some people conversations that we're going to have. And obviously very hard conversations we're going to have. I just I just think it's important that you guys know that we're coming from a place of absolute openness and loving and acceptance. This this podcast is our safe place. We want it to be a safe place for you guys too. We want you to know that we're not over here judging. We we support everybody for being exactly who they are and doing exactly what makes them happy. As long as it does not hurt anybody else. As long as it does not hurt or disrespect anybody else. And in disrespecting somebody else, we don't mean if somebody is offended because you're doing something that makes you happy, that's not what I'm talking about. But if you hurt somebody else or you are being disrespectful to somebody else because of something that they're doing, that's not what we're about. We're we're not about that. We're very... Can, can I say that we're kind of hippy-dippy? I was actually just thinking kumbaya, but I I like, I'm not a flower child. Well, well, well. I mean, kumbaya, hippy-dippy, whatever you want to call it, we're just very open we're just very accepting we're just really you guys we just want you to be happy that's that's it we just want you to be happy and we want you to have a moment where you can have a conversation or be a part of a conversation that's just truly open and honest and safe because part of the reason Allie and I are friends is because we have such amazing communication and because we respect each other. And I can honestly say prior to our friendship, I've never had a friendship that was mutually respectful the way that ours is. I love the way that we can have conversations about hard stuff. And even when we don't agree, at the end of that conversation, we still walk away as best friends and we still walk away loving each other. And it's just, a, I respect what you're saying. I don't align with that. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean we're going to fight about it. And Allie, my dearest Allie, how many times have we fought in six years? I have no idea. Is this a- It's not a trick question. We haven't really. We have never fought. We we have never fought. And it's because we just have this respect for each other. And if you don't have a friend like us, we want to be your friend. So welcome to our podcast. All three of you. All three of you. <laughs> so as I as I think about this, Allie, what would you say to somebody who is somebody approached you and was like hey I I know you did poll once upon a time like I'm kind of thinking about it what do you think like what would you say to somebody who approached you about it I would say fuck the haters and do it and get some pole shorts and get some pole shorts and a really comfortable sports bra also that and some grip and point your toes oh my god the toes you guys Allie's so bad at remembering to point her toes you know oh yes I just have flat feet. It's those okay. are those are good. Those are good pieces of advice. I I agree. I think that my advice would be the same. And, and 
the only thing I think I would add would to be to just be proud of yourself like be proud of yourself for your accomplishments and be proud of yourself for taking that first step to do it you are so much more thoughtful I'm like fuck the haters you're like fuck the haters (laughs) you're like (laughs) self-confidence and this is why we're best friends So we really just wanted to thank you guys for joining us today and for listening to our very first podcast. Thank you for sticking with us through this. Yeah, thank you so much. We love you and appreciate you. It'll probably make more sense as we get further in. It will. We have such a cool concept. Speaking of cool concepts, though, I wanted I wanted to drop where you guys can find us on socials. Um, Our Facebook is Taboos Podcast. Our Instagram is Taboos the Pod. Uh, Please feel free to send us any emails with other taboo topics that you would like to discuss. Um, Our email is taboospodcast at gmail.com. And what I want to just talk about for just half a second, because I'm so excited and they look so cute. Um, On our Instagram page, we will have the definitions of our upcoming podcast episodes. So in the event that there is anything that you aren't interested in listening to specifically or anything that might cause triggers because who knows what we're going to talk about but some of the concepts are going to be pretty pretty deep and pretty real because right otherwise they wouldn't be taboo and we would talk about them all the time we we want you guys to feel safe in knowing that we respect your boundaries and we're trying to be very upfront and transparent with the subjects that we're going to be talking about so i don't know if pole dancing is offensive to you you will now know future state don't listen to the pole dancing week but we're gonna we're gonna do our absolute best to keep things very fun and very silly while also being very respectful and very honest um just to clarify too taboos is t-a-b-o-o-z-e you know what you're right i didn't clarify that you are right i'd chip in i love that you chipped sometimes i do thank you for chipping thank you for chipping it is taboos like like See how punny that is? Like, because we're drinking and we're talking about taboo culture. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> so then, um, yeah, that's what that's what we have. As our first podcast, we're not really sure how to sign off. So we're just going to say that we are signing off, reminding you to do you. Be taboos. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.